Hello, and this is your movie Morlock, James Kent. Uh, this is what a big day. It's uh, Oscar nominations day 2022 uh, for the past several years uh, when it was stuff we've seen and now movie Morlock. Uh, we'd like to do a little recap of the Oscar nominations, see which movies got in, which ones did not make it. Uh, there's always a few surprises and a couple of head scratchers here and there. Um, but, you know, the past few years, I was always doing the Oscars with uh, my boy Teal uh, when we were doing stuff we've seen, and it just didn't seem appropriate to do the Oscar nominations without having Teal here. So guess who's here? It's Teal. Hello, Teal. Hello. Glad to be here. Looking yes. forward to hearing these nominations. Yes. I, I, I'm prepared to be angry. Yeah. Now, now, let me ask you this. All right. Again, just checking. Usually, you're really good about not looking ahead at the news and stuff. You have no idea who got nominated, correct? No idea. I, I, I haven't looked at any news today of any sort. Uh, I, I was told one Olympic spoiler. But, oh, uh, I know. That's a hard thing. I mean, we, we could go and do a whole Olympic show <laughs> uh, about the fact that uh, and how badly N NBC is handling the games yeah, as usual. It's, just, it's terrible. But I think this year even more. I mean, the, the thing that it always was bad, but I feel like it's even worse this year is the commercials. They just nonstop. Like you get one minute of content and then you, you're watching the content and they put the ads up and you're like, but there's important stuff happening that I can't watch because you got the ads going. Yeah, it's just terrible. And, and all the ads are for the same thing. It's just the same ads over and over again. Yeah. They're really hitting that uh, Marry Me movie with Jennifer Ooh. Lopez and Owen Wilson. Yeah, well, that's on Peacock, so I guess I could watch it for free on Peacock if I really uh, wanted but the to. The ads have convinced me not to watch it. <laughs> yeah, and it also the uh, ads have convinced me not to watch that uh, Carol Baskin uh, Tiger King thing. Oh, that looks awful. Oh, <laughs> yeah, God, I that know. looks terrible. Oh, man. But, you know, again, we digress. We're, we're, we're here to talk about the Oscars. We know that that's what the people want. Um, and uh, before we get into it, is there any, like, prediction you want to make? Is there something, somebody that you think, oh, it'd be great if they got nominated or you just haven't seen enough of the movies to care? Uh, being the Ricardos, I'm really looking forward to uh, getting a number of nominations. <laughs> That's uh, a joke, people. Best, I know best screenplay, best director, best cinematography, <laughs> actor, actress, supporting, best animated short. Uh, yeah, I think it's going to sweep all the categories. Yeah, maybe we'll get a chance to talk about being the Ricardos <laughs> and how bad that movie is. And it, and I think an overall trend, and this is, of course, it, it's inevitable when you have a pandemic for two years and with streamers uh, be kind of becoming more prominent, there's going to be that melding of movies that probably were just TV movies or should be TV movies, yeah. but, they're, but they're streamers and they're the streamers' big films, so they release them in the theater to qualify. But like... When you watch them, you can't help but think, this is something I might have watched on a network TV Friday or Saturday night movie. Absolutely. I will say my favorite film of the year, and the one I hope gets some nominations, is The Power of the Dog. Yeah, I mean, I again, I've, I've been on record saying I don't think this is my favorite year for movies. Um, and a lot of the films that were being thrown at me for end of the year favorites, I 
thought were not even that good. Uh, certainly not best picture quality. The Power of the Dog is the one film that I was like, after being so disappointed, I'm like, oh boy, this is going to yeah. be terrible. And no, it was amazing. And so I feel like out of all the films I've seen, that's the best film of the year that I've seen. Yeah, me too. Um, there's uh, several foreign films. Uh, now, you know what? If I if I, if the, the weather had cooperated and I was available to kind of make the trek over the weekends, there's a few films that I want to see that were in striking distance. Um, there's this movie called Drive My Car. Have you yeah, heard about this? Yeah, I want this? to see that. Got to yeah. see that film. It was playing at some art theaters, but they're like an hour away, and it's a three-hour movie on top of it. So I'm like, that's like, you know, that's a whole <laughs> afternoon. <laughs> yeah. Um, there's also another uh, foreign movie I really want to see, which is called The Worst Person in the World. Oh, everybody's raving about that. So that's another movie I want to see. And I think that was playing at a few art theaters, again, over an hour away. And then another film that I really like, because his movies, whenever I see them on TV, I'm always like, man, they're visual treats. And I wish I'd seen it in the theater is Parallel Mothers uh, by Olivar. That one's another one that people were talking about. So those are three foreign films I haven't seen. And then there's a movie that everybody's also been talking about, but I'm I'm afraid it's going to be very saccharine just because I'm now suspect of all these movies that were told was good <laughs> is that uh, Kenneth Branagh movie Belfast. Yeah, I, I, for some reason I thought you were going to say that. Yeah, <laughs> I, it's it's been a, it's been on a, a lot of uh, prediction lists, and I haven't seen it. And again, it's another movie that if I could go like an hour away, I could have seen it. Um, and I think it's available to rent, like to you know, for five bucks or something. It is. I saw it. I saw it on Amazon to rent. I think for twenty dollars, and I thought I'm not mm, paying twenty dollars. No, 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 not twenty dollars. No, but for five dollars, um, I'll be looking I, forward I, I, to it. I would consider it. it. Yeah. If it gets nominated, I don't know. I, I I haven't read the list to you. Um, okay, let's let's get into the list here. Yeah. Now I I will tell you again. I know all the nominees, but I can still also tell you who I'm rooting for. Pretending like I don't yeah. know. The really the only person like actor wise that I was rooting for is Alana Haim. Um, She's not an actress, but she was in, you know, uh, Licorice Pizza. And right. I thought her performance was phenomenal. And certainly when I look at some of these, uh, I don't know, these imitation, I call them, performances where, oh, I'm going to play a famous figure. Right. Well, the going back to being the Ricardos. Yes. That would be one of them. House of Gucci. Um, oh, yeah. You know, it's like, it's again, it's like throwing on some, con- throwing on an accent, being somebody. The Academy seems to love that. I'm sure there's some acting involved. If you're an actor, I guess, and you make it in the industry, maybe you live to play for those roles, so you, you vote for them. I also think that, as in any case, the more your name is known, the more better chances you have. The better chance you have, yes. Yeah. But also, when movies don't, uh, and you see certain performances don't get uh, nominated, you tend to realize, oh, the Academy watched this movie and didn't like it. Right. And so, or they got a different take on it. So we'll be watching for some of that. But of course, we always start with the best category of all. If, If you and I were eight years old, Best visual effects. Oh, yeah. Let's go for that. <laughs> okay. Uh, Spider-Man No Way Home. Yeah. yeah, I saw that. It's got, it It definitely has special effects. It does. Um, Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. 
know I like uh, I liked a lot of the effects but I didn't like that dragon at the end didn't like the dragon either um, no time to die uh, I, I like this nominee because I think there's a lot of effects in that movie that are probably oh I didn't know that was an effect yes absolutely yeah um, so I think that probably was good I didn't see this movie uh, free guy I saw free guy Oh, it's coming on like Disney at the end of the month or something. So yeah, I'll watch it, it then. It's fun. My kids loved it. And it got special effects? Good? Yeah, good okay. special effects, I would say. Yeah. And here, this one to me is a flat out easy prediction. Going to win best visual effects. Absolutely, I think it's some of the best visual effects I've seen in like a uh, good let 10 me years. Guess. Dune. <laughs> yes, Dune. <laughs> Did you see Dune? I have not seen it. How could you? You have HBO now. How could you not? It's not on HBO. I, I, isn't it back? No. Oh, well, I bet, I bet it'll be back. I got that. Oh, my God. Yeah, as soon as it comes that. back, I'm going to watch it. But. Oh, the, I, don't, I don't know what you're going to think of Dune. I loved it. But I will tell you, from a technical standpoint, it's flat out amazing. And the special effects, your jaw, when you have that big screen, if you can see, you got to yeah. see it on a big screen, it, you're going to be like, holy crap, how did he do that? How do these effects look so real? <laughs> wow. Um, okay. Next category. Technical, of course. Best sound, um, which I think is a hard one for me to judge. All yeah, like, that's a tough one. Yeah. Well, unless you see it with a really good sound system so you can hear. Um but I'm going to go uh, with the the nominees. I've seen all of them, but one. Uh, okay, best sound nominee, West Side Story. Um, definitely from a sound standpoint, I think it's good. Especially when you can, it's a musical, and, and when it actually feels like the people are singing while they're performing. You know, were they singing while performing? They might have been. I don't know. Okay. I, I just I think I'm still amazed by this movie only because Steven Spielberg he never made a musical and. I think so many musicals today, they just don't really have an amazing look and you don't feel, I don't know, there's something off. It's just, they can't capture the great charisma of old musicals. Right. Somehow Spielberg did it. It's like, and I know it's a lot of things, a lot of people have not seen this movie, but they're going to catch up with it. And when they do, they're all going to be like, oh my God, I wasn't expecting it to actually be good. <laughs> and it was. <laughs> That's how I feel. I'm, I'm, I still don't, I, I'm, I, I'm doubting you. When you're saying it's good, because I really just, I, I don't believe it. It's good. Um, best sound, The Power of the Dog. Okay. That's an early indicator, I think. If, yeah. if When, when yeah, certain it, movies it, get in <laughs> for those. So uh, so that's nominated. No Time to Die. You know, yeah, action yeah. movie. They love to. Sure, that makes movie. sense. They've, finally, they don't do the two different sound awards anymore. That's just best oh, sound. Yeah. So, okay, that's. That's good, actually. Yeah, there's no, like, best sound editing versus best sound design, you know. Um, this one is, uh, I, I think it's a no-brainer, and I'm predicting is going to win is Dune. Okay. And then another one, <laughs> Belfast. What? Okay. Best sound, but that's another precursor, I think, that yeah. you're going to see Power the Dog and Belfast and West Side Story. Yeah, I see, I sense a trend. Um, now, one of the greatest categories of all, best original song. I, yeah. I, they haven't cut this yet. I mean, no. are, 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 are there any, did they get rid of any categories? They were going to get rid of editing, you know. No, 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 no. All the categories, all the classics are here. Um, oh, this, this one needs to die. This, okay. Well, 
Speaking of dying, No Time to Die from No Time to Die. That's yes, a, absolutely. You know, Billie Eilish. That was, that's a pro- good song. Probably going to win, I would imagine. Um, well, maybe, maybe not. Somehow You Do from Four Good Days. I don't even know what that is. <laughs> yeah, that's a great, uh, what? Yeah, great pick, people. <laughs> Down to Joy from Belfast. Okay, this is an early indicator again. Yep. Uh, Dos um, Orguitas from Encanto, um, Lin-Manuel. So maybe that would win over No Time to Die. Well, at least that was a movie that actually had songs in it, not just something over the end credits. But here's, this is the this is the hilarious thing. This is, I, somebody should get fired somewhere in the Disney family. They did not submit to the Academy for the song, um, we don't talk about Bruno because oh. they didn't know that Br- that was going to become this insane monster smash, one of their biggest song hits ever. Yeah, they didn't. They didn't put it up. For, that would have probably <laughs> that would have won the best song, and then Lin Manuel Miranda would have gotten an Oscar. But they didn't put that up because <laughs> somebody's an idiot. Instead, they put this other song up, and it did got nominated. Um, and then "Be Alive" from King Richard. <laughs> Yeah, okay. Who, who, whose song is that? I don't know. It doesn't list it on the on the chart here. Um, and this is a, a moment where I want to break in. I watched the live telecast this morning online, and there were these two hosts, uh, Tracy Ellis Ross and Leslie Jordan. And yeah. uh, Tracy Ellis Ross is Diana Ross's daughter. She's an actress. She's on a TV show. I don't know if you know who she is. She was fine. This Leslie Jordan... He is this kind of flamboyant, pint-sized character actor. He's an older guy, oh, yeah. always has a southern drawl. Um, he was he was uh, absolutely annoying. Wow. He was super okay. nervous, and he kept on. They kept on making him make him stupid jokes, and it was torture watching him <laughs> throughout this morning. I was like, enough of this guy. How do you how do you bring somebody up who doesn't know how to? read off stuff without so much nerves it was, it was very strange anyways um okay now best original score which i used to always you know know the scores of movies and now yeah. i can't for the life of me remember any of them but uh don't look up I okay don't, i don't remember that had a score i guess Pre- so pretty sure uh, dune i think the score was pretty good in that and Canto, I mean, you know, the whole music, right? So that's that's probably pretty good. Yeah. Um, you know, I know my youngest saw the movie and then my wife saw it because um, he watched it without her. And so then she felt she had to watch it. Um, Parallel Mothers, I haven't seen it, so I don't know. And then The Power of the Dog, I remember that being a pretty good score. Yeah. Um, so my personal choice is probably Power of the Dog. I'm not sure. I'm going to go with Encanto. That the, the academy might. I think, uh, yeah, I think that's probably a good bet. Hmm. Now, best production design. This is a good one because I agree with the production design choices here um, for the most part. And I think they're all worthy and it's going to be a tough pick. So that's one of those things where people are going to be like, I like them all. I don't know which one to pick. So it'll be interesting. Uh, West Side Story, great mm-hmm. production design. Tragedy of Macbeth. I don't know if you've watched that yet. I have not seen it yet, but it has minimalistic production design, Oh, man, design, but the right? production design's amazing. Yeah, okay. Power of the Dog. Um, yeah, I mean, I think that's pretty yeah. good production design. Yeah, no, I agree. It's it's pretty good, but it didn't blow me away or anything. It just seemed like another Western. And they made Australia look like Montana. Yes. 
<laughs> um, now, this is a movie I just caught up with because uh, it's on Hulu and it's also on HBO. Uh, it's a weird sharing of, because of the, ta- the Fox Disney takeover or something. I don't know. But uh, Nightmare Alley, amazing production design. Amazing production design. Probably the best part of the movie is the production design. That If I was to recommend that movie, and I'll, I'll recommend it mildly, it would be for the production design and yeah. the cinematography. Um, then... My choice for best production design, and I think it will win, but who knows, is Dune. Okay. Can't believe I haven't seen it yet, but, you know. (laughs) I know. It's amazing. COVID kept me home from the theater. and Uh, Well, I would have gone to the theater and seen Dune if that was my choice. Uh, but HBO offered it. What am I going to do? You know, right. I do yeah. have a big TV and a sound bar. And that was the reason we got the big TV was so we wouldn't have to go out every time during COVID. Um, but I really would love to see this Dune on an IMAX screen. And maybe in a few years when Dune part two comes out, if they do a both. Oh, and I'm, I'm, yeah, I would love they might that. do that. They're yeah, doing a part two, right? They are, thankfully, because that would be my biggest problem with Dune is that it just does the whole uh, Lord of the Rings. It ends and you want more, right. you know? Okay. And I, and so it was harder to like Dune until I knew the greenlit part two. Cause then you're like, okay, good. Cause if that was all I got, right. I'd be like, well, wait a minute. <laughs> this is ridiculous. He's out in the desert now. He's got, he's hanging out with the Fremen. What, <laughs> what's going to happen next? What's going to happen? Yeah. I don't want to spoil alert, but it does stop. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Okay. Uh, best makeup and hair styling. Uh, House of Gucci. Okay. You know, there's a lot of makeup. Jared Leto was, you know, under a bunch of ridiculous makeup to play this Italian guy. Um, oh, boy. That guy. <laughs> Jared Leto. Uh, the Eyes of Tammy Faye. Uh, yeah, I didn't see that, but I imagine. It's on HBO. Uh, yep, it is. I haven't seen it either. <laughs> I, I'm, you know, I'm circling the wagons on it. I do want to see it, yeah. and maybe if it gets another Academy Award nomination or something, maybe it'll, you know, push me over the edge. But uh, the makeup, I bet you that'll end up winning. You know, uh, Dune. You know, I think the makeup's probably pretty good, but it's going to be hard because it's like lost in the middle of all those other effects, and so right. people don't know what to think. Uh, Cruella. Okay, you know. Yeah, sure. I don't know. Did you see it? I did. Yes. You know, it's a movie. Yeah. Yeah. It's a movie actually that starts off way better than I expected the first half. And then the second half, it just drones on and they ruined all the goodwill that they built up. Oh. Yeah. You never saw it? I thought you might have watched it with the daughters. No, no, no. My daughters refused to watch it. Oh. Well, I think the youngest might get a kick out of it, perhaps. And then coming to America. Eddie Murphy, they do all those goofy characters. Oh, yeah, they do, don't they? I guess I forgot that was even a movie this year. (laughs) (laughs) I did, too. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, Okay, this one I think is going to be, it's actually competitive this year. There's a lot of big titles that have been talked about that I do want to check out. So, Best International Feature Film. Oh, yeah. We were just talking about that. Yeah. Uh, The Worst Person in the World. Yep. So that's a definite on my list. I got to see it. Based on the Metacritic scores, that's probably going to win. Maybe. You'll see. Because okay. there's also uh, Lunana, a yak in the classroom. Uh, oh, <laughs> oh, what? Oh, oh. The old Lu- <laughs> Lunana. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what that is. 
Um, then there's The Hand of God. It's an Italian movie, and it's available on either Netflix or Amazon Prime. Okay. I think it's on Netflix, so I might want to check it out. I don't know. I guess the guy was very influenced when he saw Roma, and he decided that he would make his own, like, how did I get there kind of movie. Okay. Uh, then this one's very interesting, and you're going to find out it's it's actually historic. It's It's been nominated in a few categories, and it makes it a very unique feature. And that is this movie um, called Flea. Oh, okay. I've heard of it. I don't know. Riz much about Ahmed, it. like, was a producer on it, and yeah, he. It, it's like uh, it's a documentary of an of a refugee, but that's it's also right. told in but animation. Also, yes, that's right. That's yeah. A lot of people are talking about that. Yes, so that's uh, you'll you're going to see that come up again in some other categories, um, and then this is the one that I think is going to actually win best international feature film: Drive My Car. Okay, yeah, which also people seem to love. Yeah, so I think it's really between Drive My Car and the Worst Person in the World. Yeah, um, best editing: Tick Tick Boom. Didn't see it. Let me tell you something, <laughs> I did. And I just don't know who could have watched that movie and enjoyed it. <laughs> I mean, it's really, it's a real head scratcher. Andrew Garfield is great in a movie that's really hard to watch. Yeah, I don't find Andrew Garfield great in anything. I know, you're not a big Garfield fan. He's one of those people that annoys me, like Adam Driver. You have a lot of people that annoy you. <laughs> I think yes. it's a trend with you. It is a trend people. with me. <laughs> um, but I don't know. Editing, I guess it is a musical. There's a lot of back and forth. I mean, the, the editing, okay. The next one is my prediction for the winner, uh, and that is The Power of the Dog. Yeah, which I got to say, right from the first few minutes, I just thought this is masterful. Like, Yeah, I mean, there is just something. There's the power of The Power of the Dog. Well, it just it, it's so confidently directed, and I think that is in the editing too. Yeah, so I think that it is going to win Best Editing for sure. King Richard? Yeah, I avoided that movie because of you. I know, because I told you it's not a good movie. Yeah. This is a classic example of a movie that is a perfectly fine made-for-TV movie. Right. Yes, that, that goes into that category you were talking about earlier. And there are some people that it, it does have its fans. I guess it's a feel-good. If you got to see it in a theater with a crowd, like if you're critics and you saw it, maybe it uplifted you. Um, but I felt it was a little bit pandering, and there are things in the movie, script-wise, that I was appalled by. Um, and I thought that Will Smith's performance, it was good. And then it was also annoyed me. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. But I mean, I had a good time watching it, but then when it was over, A, I forgot about it. And B, I was like, are you serious? This couldn't ever be considered. It was the best <laughs> anything. But editing, it seems so weird for a movie like that. Well, the yeah, action-packed tennis montages. Right. Um, okay. Uh, uh, this one I do agree with. I think it was great editing. Again, it's a technical flawless masterpiece is Dune. Right. Um, and then this one here, this is a bit of a head scratcher, but for whatever reason, the editing branch loves editing a certain, for, for, uh, loves to nominate comedies. Uh, don't look up. There is a lot of editing in that movie. There, there really is. I mean, it, the, it cuts a lot. I have mixed feelings about that movie. 
Okay, I do too. Um, so, the, but again, it's just weird that the editor's branch said, yeah, don't look up. Okay, yeah. uh, we're going to do this fast. I don't know any of these, but I'm just going to read out the titles. Best documentary short subject, Audible, Lead Me Home, The Queen of Basketball, Three Songs for Benazir, and When We Were Bullies. Yep, never heard of any of them. Great, moving on. Next Best category. Best documentary feature. Uh, some of these I don't know. So Ascension, have you heard of that? Uh, yes. I don't know much about it, but I did, I think, read a review at one point. Uh, the next one may be on a streaming service, Attica. Yeah, I don't know if I've seen it on a streaming service Yeah. Um, and now here's the title. It came up again. So it was nominated for Best International Feature. Also Best Documentary Feature, The Animated Flea. Okay. Summer of Soul. A lot of critics put that on their yeah. best documentary list. It's on Hulu. It's been on Hulu for months. I watched, I think, about half of it. And believe it or not, I am not a huge fan of the movie. I think that it's not well made. Uh, I think that there's two problems. One, the concert itself was shot terribly. And there's a lot of talk about how it was never like released or whatever. And I right. think that was because people watch it and said, boy, whoever filmed this did a horrible job. It's just, it's not really engaged with the performers. Um, it's just, it, it lacks something. Um, it was also shot like on like, I guess like, television video cameras of 1971 oh, okay. and yeah. uh, so it was just like i think someone said i don't know what to do with this so then years later they dig this up and they make this thing but they keep on interrupting the performances with people talking about it oh that's annoying yeah and i'm like i just want to watch these performances and i feel like they don't give me enough of it so maybe the second half is better but i really feel like it's not doing much but what are you going to do? People like it, I guess. And then the last is writing with fire. I don't know. Do you know what? Don't know what it is. So I don't really have a pick here. I guess Summer of Souls, the most known title. And that, I bet you a no, lot of people. Flea is the most known. No, no. Summer of Soul is. Okay. I think Summer of Soul is the one that a lot of people know about. And that's easily accessible on Hulu and stuff. So, you know, watch for people to potentially vote for that. Uh, best costume design. Here we go. Another one of your favorites. Yes. <laughs> um, I think these are pretty good nominations. Uh, this is what I predict will be the winner. West Side Story. Mm-hmm. Unsurprising. Yeah, and I think that I think there was you know I think this is a movie that might not win anything, so it's gonna be like wh what can we put as a win for West Side Story? Maybe right. in the costume design. I agree with this nomination. I thought the costumes were excellent. Nightmare Alley. Yep. Great costumes along with the production design. Yep. Another great costume design, but it probably isn't going to win just because sci-fi doesn't usually do well in costume design, is Dune. Yeah, it doesn't do well in costume. You're right about that. They'll give it a yeah. nomination, but will they give it a win? Nope. Um, they like the you know flowy dresses and costume periods yeah. and stuff, which, which means maybe Cyrano will be your winner. Yeah. Uh, I didn't. Yeah. You know what the problem is with that movie is it they they it's like is it is it a twenty twenty one release I I mean I feel like it's, it never played it, anywhere it, I feel like it's coming out like this month yeah that's the problem I think people are disappointed that maybe it didn't get enough Academy love it's like well when you really release something in twenty twenty two it's not like last year where they gave us a few months of the year <laughs> right um, right yeah um, and then I I agree with this because I actually thought this was the best part of the movie was Cruella 
Oh, yeah. Okay, that makes sense. A movie that, look, I'm going to spoil alert, doesn't get any nominations this year, but I think in a lot of these technical categories, like best editing, best set direction, best costume design, it really should have been considered, was uh, Last Night in Soho. Okay, yeah, I didn't see it. Yeah, I really like that movie a lot. It's a genre movie, but I think it's one that years from now, that movie I think is going to be remembered a lot more than some of these other films. It it didn't make that much of a splash no i think that was again you know if it's spider-man people felt like they had to go to the theater and see it if it's anything else you know not so much uh now this is a category that we both do really like which is cinematography yes it is really one of my favorite categories now do you have the names on this one i don't but i may know some of the names okay I agree with all five of these. They're probably the five best cinematography I, I saw this year. So the one I'm going to mention that didn't get in that I, I also liked was uh, Last Night in Soho. I really liked the cinematography okay. in that. But the cinematography of West Side Story, Janusz of Kaminski, yeah. but it's good Janusz. You know how you can be good and bad? He, he can be. Yes. Okay. So this is when he does that glowy thing it gets kind of annoying after 25 films it looks great in west side story he did a great job it looks there's just a look to the movie that's pretty amazing okay another guy i really like uh french cinematographer bruno dobanel mm-hmm. tragedy of macbeth okay yeah which i've heard great things about the uh look of that film beautiful cinematography um it's amazing that in the set direction definitely the two best things about that movie um and enough to recommend it i mean you know I, for, if you've never seen a shakespeare movie before it might be kind of cool to see the story of macbeth but it's a real pared down 90 minutes yeah. version of macbeth i feel like the actors all say the lines really fast oh really that's interesting yeah. <laughs> i feel like they're really rattling it off so much that it's really hard to absorb the material and know what the fuck's going on <laughs> but <laughs> But I thought that the visual style, it's just so cool. Um, okay, so the cinematography, I think it's going to win. And it's it would be hard to, it's hard to say no to the cinematography in this movie, uh, The Power of the Dog. Yeah, great cinematography. And uh, not show-off-y cinematography. No, but it's all, it, it's all, again, when a movie is great, it's because everything from the direction to the yeah. acting to the screenplay to the editing, the se- everything works as one. Yes, and it absolutely does in this movie. And the compositions are really fantastic. Yeah, and I'm and again, I, I read one little piece somewhere, and I don't have verification on this, but I think some of the uh, landscape stuff was actually shot Maybe maybe it was digital 70, but I think that was like shot with like a 70 millimeter uh, camera, potentially. Okay, um, yeah. The rest of it was digital, but I mean, it's just fantastic looking. It, it does not look overly digital. No, no. I will, This is another one that, boy, I wished I could have seen this thing in the theater. The only yeah. one of these the yeah. nominees I did see in the theater was West Side Story. Then this one I agree with. It's funny because the stylized look can work for or against with this particular director and here i think the color style is amazing and i really want to see this black and white version of nightmare alley yeah what do you think of the cinematography there i have one issue with it tell me sir. <laughs> i thought the lighting was great 
Yep. Uh, the texture of the lighting, the color, all fantastic. I feel like there was too much three quarter angle steady cam. Hmm. And it, and I kept thinking, like every shot in this movie looks the same. It's the same steady cam shot. It's, and it's not every shot, but a lot of it uh, felt like it was this same sort of flowing steady cam three quarter angle that it just started to. Uh, I, I got to the point where I was like, can't, can't you just tell the story with the picture a little bit more as opposed <laughs> to just giving us the same angle over and over again? Well, there's definitely some problems I have with uh, Guillermo del Toro um, as a filmmaker, where he's great, and then he just there's some things that he some habits that uh, bother me, and yeah. to me that was the it was those habits mostly from a screenplay um, aspect that did in Nightmare yes. Alley for me by the end of it. Unfortunately, I think that you saw the whole thing, right? I saw the whole thing, and I was disappointed by it. I liked. I thought. Everything th- at the first part of the film up to the through the carnival was amazing. Although it should have been shorter, uh, I think overall the film is forty five minutes too long. <laughs> yeah, maybe it's a pacing thing too. But I think that the movie starts to disappear when he goes on the road with Runamara. It, it really starts to fall apart. Yeah, and then it, the last, the third, it was like, um, I mean, it's just. And again, some people I think like these heavily plotted. Um, intricate stories that everything is like given to you in the movie as clues. Right. But I find it like so disappointing because I find that it was so obvious to see where the movie was going. It was so obvious. There was no, I didn't feel like there were clues. I just felt like everything was handed to me as face value. Yeah. Meanwhile, a movie that is um, uh, outstanding, like as a contrast, is The Power of the Dog, where yes. if you went back and watched the movie, you could see all the clues being laid out for you, but you're not going to see where it's all going until Jane Campion, the brilliant director, gives it to you. Exactly. No, I felt really uh, almost, uh, yeah, uh, blindsided by the ending of Power of the Dog. Yeah. So uh, that's a great film. Um and then the last cinematography nominee, totally agree. This is probably, it's really tough. I don't know. If I'm sitting there with my uh, pencil to, 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 to dot out this film versus Power of the Dog, it's hard because I do think that the cinematography is really unlike anything I saw this year is Dune. Right. So, okay. So I think that Power of the Dog is going to win it. But if like Dune got a surprise win, I wouldn't be sad. Uh, you know, so, and I'm not going to be upset if the Power of the Dog. So if one of those two movies wins, I think then all is right in the world. Okay. What do you got next? <laughs> Live action short. <laughs> We're just going to read these off. I don't know what they are. A la Kachu, Take and Run, The Dress, The Long Goodbye, On My Mind, Police Hold. Okay. Next category. Best Animated Short, Affairs of the Heart. Bastia, Box Ballet, Robin Robin, and the Windshield Wiper. Okay, next category. Best Animated Feature. <laughs> okay. Encanto. Think it's going to be Encanto Lose. <laughs> yeah. It's not going to lose. Uh, then Flea. So that's where the- Okay, that's, yeah, that's might give it a little run for its money there. But if Best Animated it. Feature, Documentary, and International. Never happened before. You're stunned. Into yeah, I am stunned. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Luca. I didn't see that one. Is that good? Uh, you know, it's a, I, it, it, it's, it's a lesser Pixar. Okay. I'd put it that way. Yeah. Uh, Mitchell's versus the machines. I saw that. Is it good? 
it's pretty it's uh Entertaining. i don't know not like best feature but it's pretty fun actually i mean as a family movie i think it's enjoyable fun to watch with the family okay raya and the last dragon I saw that too. This is my category, apparently. It is. Somebody has a child of uh, watching eight. <laughs> I uh, saw Raya and the Last Dragon twice, actually. Uh, my kids really liked it. Yeah. I'm not a big animation fan, so like all of these movies to me are pretty good, but I don't fall in love with any of them. Yeah, I hear you. Uh, but let's just see if you fall in love with some Best Original Screenplay nominations. Okay. Best Original Screenplay, Belfast, Kenneth Branagh. I uh, did not see it. That's the one I, one of them I haven't seen. Now, I think, um, I haven't read you the rest of the list, but my gut tells me that it's between that and another movie that's coming down the list. And I think that there's enough love for Belfast that if they're not going to give it the big nominations or, right. you know, they're not going to award it, say, in the big categories, that this could be where they award Kenneth Branagh. So he might win um, the next nomination. I don't know if I necessarily agree with this, but don't look up. Adam McKay and based on the Yeah, I understand the nomination, but I'm not sure I necessarily agree with it. I don't. Okay, this one I absolutely wholeheartedly disagree with. Think it's actually the screenplay is terrible is King Richard by Zach Balin. That kind of Okay, I haven't seen it, but I just like it, the reason I haven't seen it is because it just seems like a TV movie and it just seems corny and stupid i'm gonna i'm gonna spoil something in the movie and this is what really bothered me and i feel like this is the kind of scenes in the movie that really it it, it took me out of the film and i just maybe it's based on fact i don't know but it really it really felt like uh pandering so in the movie the father of venus and serena williams has taken him to this you know uh neighborhood tennis court in the middle of South Central, and that's where they're practicing. But the the gangsters in the town, they don't uh, want uh, him on their on their turf, right? And okay. they threaten him, and they beat him up, okay? And that may have happened. I don't know. But then, of course, sure. he keeps coming back, right? And he has this thing where he's not going to, like, be denied. Right. And so, basically, you know, he's like, on the on the edge of getting shot and killed by these gangsters, right? So then there's a scene where he goes and he's all angry and he decides he's going to go and kill one of these gangsters. What? And he gets a gun and he's going to go and find these guys and kill one. And he's heading to where they're hanging out, right, on the street <laughs> and it's at night and he's like deciding whether he's going to do it. And then before he can step out in the street and do it, a car comes by and shoots, you know, it's a drive-by and shoots and kills the guy that he wanted to kill. So then he quickly retreats and like, you know. Wow, that is uh, insulting. And then afterwards, then the remaining gang members, then suddenly as Serena and Venus become more important in the scene, then they become protectors of Venus and Serena in that area. And like, no one's going to mess with them. Like they want to have their part of being like, well, we allow them to be on our territory. And oh man, that is awful. That's awful. Then when this one guy who becomes their coach goes to visit and see them play, they all pull up because they see him and they're like, almost like, what are you doing here, white guy? And then, you know, King Richard there, <laughs> Richard Williams is like, no, no, he's okay. And it was just like, are you really in 2022, you're going to do scenes like this? Wow. No, that is something <laughs> like out of the 80s. It really did feel that way. And when I, 
when I see the love that it has, this movie has gotten by certain circles of like, I don't know, white film critics, et cetera. It's, it's this year's Green Book. It kind of is that same stuff that I think that they liked about Green Book, that they're yeah. ashamed to admit that they like as older white men, <laughs> let's just say, that these are scenes that they like love. And I just despise it. And it's it's a big problem for me with this movie, actually. <laughs> and it's my first chance to talk about how much I didn't like it. Wow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Anyways, so I don't, I that's a, that's to me is an absolute shouldn't be there. Um, the next nominee, uh, I think, could potentially win. But I think there's also a lot of controversy about this movie, which I think mm. has hurt it in getting more nominations. It could win, but I still think it's going to be Branagh, but it could be Paul Thomas Anderson for Licorice Pizza. Okay. Yeah, I didn't see it. I don't know what the controversy is. I've been avoiding the controversy because I don't want spoilers. I've done a couple of episodes on it. I'm hurt that you haven't listened. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, then uh, I think that the screenplay, while it doesn't have a lot of heavy plot, it, it, the dialogue and just the scenarios in it are great. And uh, it's definitely, you know, I mean, Paul Thomas Anderson, he's been nominated. I think this is his fifth screenplay yeah. nomination. Uh, believe it or not, the one he wasn't nominated for, he was not nominated for screenplay for Phantom Threat, which is weird. But um, that is weird. But he was nominated for Boogie Nights. He was nominated for Magnolia, nominated for There Will Be Blood, nominated for screenplay for The Master, and now this. Um, so some okay. might think he's due. So that could get nominated, could win, but I think it's going to end up being Belfast. So let's see what happens. Best adapted screenplay. You ready? I'm ready. Uh, the Power of the Dog. Jane Campion. Yep. I think that's your winner. That's just my gut. I expected that, yeah. Uh, the Lost Daughter, Maggie Gyllenhaal. You saw that, right? Didn't like it. Did not like the movie. So, uh, you know, I'm not, you know, I'm glad, glad for her. Great, good, good job, Maggie. Um, the uh, Dune, best adapted screenplay. So I thought that was an interesting nomination. Yeah. Uh, Denis Villeneuve and, and Eric Roth and John Spatz or something. I don't know. Okay. I, I'm an Eric Roth fan. Okay. Well, I thought the screenplay for Dune was good. Um, I think it was a great decision to break it into two pieces because it really uh, did a good job with the first half of the book. Um, I I haven't read the book in a long, long time. but high school. But it definitely, it felt, it just felt like a really great imagining of the movie, of the book. Uh, Drive My Car, Ryusuke Hamaguchi and uh, Takamasa Oi. I mean, I got to see this movie. Yeah, I got to see it. Yeah, I've been wanting to. It's not available. It's not on streaming anywhere, right? No, it's still in theaters. Um, so hopefully, you know, hopefully before the Oscars come on, I will get a chance to see it. And then the last nominee for Best Adapted Screenplay, CODA, which stands for Child oh. Children of Death Adults. Yeah, you saw that and y- you convinced me not to watch that. And you know what? Your daughters might like it. Okay, so it's sort of a family film that's uh, yeah. a little bit maudlin and corny. Yeah, it, it's a little heartstring touching, but we we may have to talk about it in a minute. Well, let's we'll put a put a pause on that because okay. I do have some things to say about this code. I've got my mouth shut, um, but I definitely want to say some things. But uh, we'll we'll say it in a little bit. Uh, now we're getting where we're really doing well this year. Sometimes it yeah. takes us forever to get through it, but not this year. That's because for a lot of these films, there's just not that much to say. I mean, it, it really, <laughs> I know. 
uh, it's it's kind of an off year. Well, it's true because he in past years when we would be able to go to see a bunch of films, we would say, "Oh my god, I can't believe that didn't get nominated, or this or why, you know." But this year, I haven't. But also, there was real competition in past years. I don't. I feel like this is, you know, like you said at the beginning of the program, it's kind of a weak year. Yeah, I think there's one great movie, The Power of the Dog, and then there's yeah. some, you know, okay films. Some I agree with that got nominated, some I don't, but there's not anything, there's no egregious snub, I think, so far. Right. So, Best Supporting Actress. Here's where there's going to be, I think, some surprises. Uh, okay, so Anjanu Ellis, King Richard. She plays King Richard's long-suffering wife. Um, okay. And King Richard, it's Will, Richard Williams. This is the wife of uh, Venus. And um, Why do they call him King Richard? Well, because he acts like a king, I guess, you know. He, he, it, it, this guy is a maniac, like the, the father in oh, real I life. Know. Like he, he was this dominating guy. I mean, he just pushed his kids to the edge. But, uh, you know, so it's his story. And then Venus and Serena are in it too. But right. it's it's his story. But I actually think, I don't know, this is tough. I, I, I really feel, it's kind of an, it, awful to, to say, but the Academy's kind of fought against this diversity thing. The Oscar's so white. So in recent years, as they've increased their membership, they they definitely look for, I think, a film that promotes black identity and a positive light. This is the film that does that the most right. that they could find. Okay. And so, but Anjanu Ellis doesn't have a big role in the movie. And I don't think she has some big super knockout standout scenes. Um, so, okay, so whatever. So just a good, solid performance. And, I guess. Yeah. Um, but I just, I, look, for me personally, this is a movie I'm, I'm dead set against. I thought it was a fine movie and enjoyable. And I don't mean to just kind of poo-poo it as it's a terrible movie or something. But when it's, this is the kind of film that gets elevated into the talk of Oscars and stuff, that's when I turn against the movie because I think yeah. it's nothing more than a TV film. Uh, so, anyways. Okay, so, next this is my personal choice, even though I haven't seen all the nominees. I, I, I There's one I haven't seen yet, but my personal choice that I would vote for, and maybe she'll win, there's always a chance, uh, Kirsten Dunst, her first Oscar nomination for The Power of the Dog. Yeah, that's amazing that it's her first nomination. I mean, she just, she's been acting since she was a child. So yeah, this is her first nomination, and I mean, it's well-deserved. She is, it is so good in this movie. Yeah, it took me a minute actually to realize who she was. Yeah, because <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. she really becomes that role so much. It really, yeah. I was, I was watching, it and I just was like, "Wait a minute, that's Kirsten Dunst!" Oh my god, she uh, really occupies that role. Well, I think it's always a weird thing when we were adults and she was a kid actress, and we've seen yes. her, and then it's that moment where you really uh, can recognize her as, "Yeah, she's a grown adult now." <laughs> you know? Yes, she she is. This is an adult role. Yeah. Yeah. Because she was playing a teenager even 20 years ago. Yeah, of course. And, uh, yeah. you know, of course, in the early 20s, which is when this movie takes place, it's not unlike that she would have been somebody who would have been 18 or 19 who would have had a first child. Exactly. Yeah. And that's so she's like, you know, she, her son's a grown kid. like 18 or 19. He's going to college. So it seems weird that Kristen Dunst is playing, you know, yeah. the mom, but it works. Uh, then this is a surprise. Okay, Judy Dench for Belfast. And the okay. reason why it's a surprise is yeah. 
I don't remember the actress's name because I haven't seen the movie, but there's this other actress that I think plays the mom in the movie. And okay. that was where, that was who was getting all the award notices. Oh, interesting. So okay, she didn't somehow, get a nomination and but, Judy Dench plays Judy, the grandma did. Because it's Judy Dench. Because yeah. it's Judy Dench and they love those old schmaltzy performances. Yes. Yep. So again, I haven't seen Belfast, so I really hard for me to judge. Um, but she got in and her uh, co-star did not. Uh, this one was expected and there's a lot of a push behind her maybe winning. I personally, I, I, I think she well-deserved nomination, but I would, I'd still check my box for Kirsten Dunst over her is Ariana DeBose for West Side Story. Okay. Yeah. She plays the Rita Moreno role from the, yeah. you know, she plays Anita. And she does make it her own. Um, it's a good performance, especially I think there's a, a scene towards the end of the movie where she really does a great job. Um, and then this one, I guess this is not necessarily a surprise because there was a lot of love in certain circles for this movie and the performances. But you could see her not getting nominated because she's not known enough yet is Jessie Buckley for The Lost Daughter. Okay. And she was in that, that movie that we really liked a year ago. It was on... Uh, I'm thinking of ending things. Oh, okay. She was great in that. Yeah, she was great in that. Yeah, yep. I like that movie. I've been thinking about it recently. Yeah, so she's that actress. She's been in a lot of stuff recently. Uh, very, you know, a lot of, she kind of delves into a character. She plays the younger version of Olivia Coleman's character in Lost Daughter in some flashback scenes. Oh, okay. I think that it's going to either be, either be Ariana DeBose or Kirsten Dunst. I think if you see a power of the dog sweep, that might help Kirsten Dunst, you know, yeah. just check it all. So we'll see what happens. Best supporting actor, some definitely a couple of interesting, uh, I don't know what we call them snubs, but they were ones that people might've been expecting and they didn't get nominated. Huh. Um, so first is... Uh, Kieran Hines, uh, this Irish actor, been in a lot of stuff. You've seen his face uh, more than you knew his name, and he gets nominated for Belfast. Belfast is really racking him up here. Yeah, and that, this one was a surprise. He wasn't being talked about. He was maybe like the outside chance of getting nominated. Okay. Um, here's another one. I've seen the performance. I don't agree with it at all, <laughs> is Troy <laughs> Coetzer for CODA. Okay. He plays the deaf father, um, and the whole family is deaf except for the daughter. Right. Uh, but I hated the – look, I, I, I'm starting to leak it now. <laughs> I didn't like this movie. I mean, it was manipulative. There's definitely you know some emotional scenes in it that get you uplifted a little bit. But, man, I haven't seen a cliched movie as much as this Coda film. <laughs> I mean, I mean, just, I, I hate to say this, but the premise sounds like a TV movie. It sounds like a disease of the week TV movie. Well, it's it's a little bit more, I mean, fun, but it's tough if you haven't seen the movie. But, like, there isn't a cliche in this movie that, they, that could be hidden enough for this film to not uncover. <laughs> um, I've seen every plot point of this movie. I haven't just seen. I've seen a thousand times. And when you said TV movie, there were movies when I was a kid that ABC, NBC, and it yeah. wouldn't be like the it wouldn't be the Saturday night movie. It would be like this middle of the week special movie, and it would be something very much along the lines of this coda. And you'd get to be rooting for some high school girl whose parents are are deaf. And as a matter of fact, 
I'm not joking. There was, <laughs> when I was a kid, a ABC after school special about a daughter whose parents were deaf and the struggles that she had that so they maybe, couldn't quite get. Is this it. a remake? This sounds like maybe it's a remake of an after school special. No, it's a remake of a foreign movie. That was probably a remake of the after school special. <laughs> but like, there's this thing like, you know, they're fishermen. And then, of course, there's going to be, there's all the, like, there's these inspectors that have to go on the boat. And naturally, the day that she can't be on the boat is when the inspectors come. And then they notice that the family's all deaf. So they might lose their, their whole livelihood because she couldn't be on the boat that day. And <sighs> they're, the, they're the deaf parents that somehow are so unhip and couldn't get it that she might want to have a singing career and go to music school. And they're not understanding, but they're like hip, horny parents who like to have sex in the other room and make sex jokes while their uh you know sign languaging it's just the movie is just it's a head shaker of like come on <laughs> it really aggravated but, me but somehow i mean there's always a movie like this with the oscars where it's just this corny triacly uh, horrible cliche ridden mess and somehow all these old people fall for it and again i can see audiences love like again you recognize as the older we get as as big movie uh, watchers, there's a whole bunch of generation of people that they've not seen their their films, and a movie like Coda seems fresh and original to them. Yeah, they've never seen all these crazy plot developments that somehow <laughs> have to get solved, and all these ridiculous moments where you know that she's going to be at the big audition after like letting down her teacher a bunch of times because she has to help her deaf family, and that they're going to get to sneak in and watch the performance, and she's going to see them up there, and then she's going to start signing so that they can understand the words. It's just, oh, I man. mean, this you, movie you, is you can't hilarious. see me on the podcast right now, but I'm face palming. It's the, I mean, in one hand, it's the greatest only in that I can't believe it's gotten this much love for people and best adapted <laughs> screenplay. No, 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 no. And again, look, it has nothing to do. I am so happy that a movie that is features largely real deaf actors is getting right. this much attention. That's great. And the fact that he is a deaf actor getting a nomination. Great. Um, I don't know if he's as good though as his uh, uh, wife in the movie. Um, she didn't get nominated, but um, whatever. Uh, then this is another surprise nomination, and I think it's deserved. I'm glad because I don't think he gets the recognition um, for his performance in this movie. It's been overshadowed, but I'm glad he got nominated. It was Jesse Plemons' Power of the Dog. Great performance. Yeah, so yeah, husband I, and wife I, yeah. team, Kirsten Dunst and Jesse Plemons, nice. both get nominations. You know, over the last few years, I've really been enjoying him in everything he's done. And nice to see him get some recognition. Yeah. So I think that was one of those where Power of the Dog is sweeping a wave and he got in and not a lot of people were talking about him, uh, mostly because of his uh, of, of Cody Smith McPhee. Do you think it helps uh, Power of the Dog that it's on Netflix? Do you think? I do because I know that there's, you know, various streamers and, uh, you know, people get these copies and stuff and can stream. Yeah. But I think that people all also are lazy and they're like, oh, well, I got my Netflix and this is on Netflix. Great. Let me watch it. Yeah. 
Okay. So I think, I think so it too. does. Yeah. I think it does. Um, but who knows? I also think that they do a lot of screenings for the Academy and you get to see something like the power of the dog in the big screen. And from what I hear, yeah, good I hear that you see this movie in the theater and it's a whole different experience. It's hmm. way intense. Now this, this is another one. Again, already we have uh, Kieran Hines in Belfast, Jesse Plemons. They were not really talked about. So that means they're taking slots away from people. Yeah. They're running out of slots. We got two slots left. One this is another one where I would say, because I've seen the whole movie, you have not. Best part of the movie, that doesn't mean I would give him a nomination, <laughs> is J.K. Simmons being the Ricardos. Okay. He plays uh, Fred Mertz there <laughs> from the I Love Lucy show. Oh, okay. That's uh, he's that's good casting, actually. And he gets to play the, you know, kind of, uh, you know, wise old drunk guy. I like J.K. Simmons, but I feel like he uh, is a bit of a character actor. He is, and he gets to, but he's playing a character actor. Like, that was what right. that actor so, was. He was an old yeah. vaudevillian, and <laughs> yeah. he's a guy who, it, it, it it's just... Again, notice we got through the screenplays and we didn't see being the Ricardos. Thankfully, yes, because so happy about that because I hate Sorkin. Because you're hearing all this clever dialogue come out of this character's mouth, and it feels very written by Sorkin. So, yeah, I just particularly have an issue with this being the Ricardos movie because it, out of all the movies I watched, it felt the most like a movie that like uh a few years ago oh um like i don't know not uh i'm trying to think of what it would be there was like one station that would show they would they would like create it was a cable station tbs <laughs> tbs oh, would like it's a tbs movie. it's a okay. tbs and i know that's a very obscure sounding thing <laughs> but for those who would get what i'm saying is that's what it felt like is that tbs is offering us up this i love lucy look and uh, that's what this movie felt like to me. It doesn't feel like it would ever belong in theaters. I know it did play for like a week or so in right, theaters of course, to, to qualify. qualify. But, yeah. Um, but it is not a good movie. It's just not. And you saw some of it. I saw some of it and then I, I just couldn't take it. It just, uh, the Sorkin dialogue, I just, I can't stand it. It just sounds like this a guy talking to himself. And. It all sounds the same and it's all too clever and it doesn't have any, it just doesn't feel genuine. It just feels fake and detached and no real sense for the characters. And, you know, I also hated that Chicago 7 movie. Yeah, I, and I, I didn't hate it as much as you, but in terms of it getting nominated, it was like one of those things where like, the way I feel with King Richard, it was a fine movie, but when you start talking about Oscars, no, no, no. <laughs> right, Exactly. However, the Chicago 7 movie, head and shoulders above being the Ricardos. I didn't like any of anything about being yeah. the Ricardos. Um, okay, so the last on this list, uh, this is your slam dunk. I mean, check it off now. Gonna win, should win, Cody Smith-McPhee and the power of the dog. Yeah, it should win, yeah. I can't see any of the other nominees coming close. But now here's a, a couple of snubs. And I, it's not really snubs, but I think that there are people who really thought that Jared Leto was going to get nominated for that over-the-top ridiculous performance in House of Gucci. <laughs> and what he did get, hey, he got a Raspberry nomination yesterday for it. And maybe that's the better, better category. Because I don't know is that I think his performance is over-the-top genius and it's just in the wrong movie. And that's really Scott's fault because he just didn't know what tone to make that film. 
Right. Because it seems like Jared Leto and um, Al Pacino, they had definitely their own ideas in mind. (laughs) And Ridley Scott sort of could not control them. Yeah. And then you had Adam Driver and he's like, I'm going to just play this very straight. And he's actually very good and he does whatever. And then, of course, you have Lady Gaga doing her crazy thing. Oh, how's Gucci? <laughs> and it's like, you know, there's a lot of talk about her getting nominated for things. And I'm like, I don't know. I mean, partly I thought her performance was good. And then partly I'm like, this is ridiculous. And I'm like, this would be great if this movie was supposed to be some kind of bizarre laugh out comedy. But Scott doesn't direct it that way. No. And it kind of, I mean, just based on the concept, it sort of should be a bizarre comedy. Yes. And so, like I said, Jared Leto his performance, I, I actually think it was pretty great. Um, and I certainly think it was better than J.K. Simmons and being the Ricardos, but whatever. But the one that I would have liked to have seen in there, there was a lot of talk. I thought he was going to get in there. And I think that he lost out thanks to J.K. Simmons for being the Ricardos or also Jesse Plemons getting in there, deservedly so, probably dog, is no Bradley Cooper for Licorice Pizza. Oh, yeah. I guess Licorice Pizza is just getting snubbed across the board. It kind of is. Is that, you know, I think if Licorice Pizza was out 20 years ago, this movie would have been beloved by the Academy. Right. Lots of performances. Bradley Cooper, it's kind of an insane performance, <laughs> and I love it. It's it's not a big performance, but it's, to me, right. what a supporting, like a comedy supporting performance is supposed to be. You get in there, and you sort of steal the movie for a little bit, and that's what he right, does right. in the film. And uh, I would have just think that that would have been fun. And certainly, like, if you, if you compare them, and you keep thinking of being the Ricardos, and how anybody is checking their box for that movie. Right. That's where it's, you know, but, uh, okay, we're going to move on. And this is interesting because there are definitely some omissions in the best actress category. And then I guess some surprise people got in. You ready? I'm ready. Hold on to your seat there, buddy. Uh, oh, Nicole Kidman. This is a uh, an actress that there was a lot of talk at the beginning, then it kind of faded. And I think really people just didn't watch the movie. And so I think it's a surprise she got in, uh, Jessica Chastain for the eyes of Tammy Faye. Oh, that is a surprise. Yeah. Wow. So she took someone's spot. I forgot that movie existed. Uh, Yes. She's a fine actress. Uh, But I haven't seen the movie. I can't judge. I I, haven't either. I'm going to see it. I I will see it at some point. But I got Olympics I got to deal with right now. This is, uh, okay, Olivia Coleman for The Lost Daughter. Okay. I mean, she's just, I, I assume it's a good performance because she's, Pretty amazing in general. It's. I did not like the movie. I. She plays a very unlikable character. She's really good in it, and I think that she is going. I think. I think there's a lot of love for Olivia Coleman. I think people yeah. just think she's just great, and she is a lot of fun. I think she has an outside chance of winning Best Actress here. Okay. This is another, and, and who knows? I mean, this could go a lot of ways. I don't think there's a front runner here in this category because of some of the surprises. And uh, like, it could be a surprise that night on who wins. But Penelope Cruz for Almodovar's Parallel okay. Mothers. A lot of talk that she could, that she should get nominated, but they thought that she was going to get left off. But Interesting. She's, she's there. Okay. I want to see that movie. But again, when you have... Chastain and Cruz taking two spots, then there are two people that are not going to get nominated. This is one I hold, I just with every fiber of my being 
think <laughs> that it should not be nominated. And you know it. You just mentioned her name. Yep. Nicole Kidman for being the Ricardos. Yeah. Um, I uh, The little bit that I watched of that movie, I just... Uh, it seemed as fake and uh, inauthentic as the rest of the movie. Yeah, I mean, look, she was originally Kate Blanchett was supposed to be in the role. Probably would have looked a little bit more like Lucy. I don't know. It is hard when you're playing somebody with such an iconic look. And yeah. there are some weird moments where Nicole Kidman kind of reminds me a little bit of her. And she does this thing with her voice where she occasionally does sound a little bit with like that sort of raspy smoker voice of, right. of, of Lucille Ball. But it just, here's the thing. If you really want to see the best Lucille Ball performance, you got to see Licorice Pizza because this movie, Licorice Pizza, you may or may not know, is kind of based on a friend of Paul Thomas Anderson's uh, life growing up as a child actor. Okay. And the child actor was one of the many kids in this Lucille Ball, Henry Fonda movie, Yours, Mine, and Ours. Okay. Oh, interesting. And so he exaggeratingly takes... A several stories of real things that happened to this guy and he created a whole fake story but in the movie he is this child actor who has just been in this movie that's very similar to that and right. there's this actress who's clearly an older total boozed out lucille ball right, right yelling and screaming at kids during this like television performance like musical number that they have to do to support the movie <laughs> and i knew immediately like i'm like i didn't know the backstory but i'm like oh this is hilarious because like that's got to be lucille ball and this is got to be yours my and ours and everything and uh, uh it, it's she's really good um performance it's a very small performance as uh, someone playing like a lucille ball character it's way better than nicole kidman being <laughs> ricardo's which is just a ridiculous movie that seems like it was made for one reason only to try to get some oscars I think it's, I think the reason is that for some reason, well, not for some reason, I think the reason is Sorkin's ego. He just thinks he's a genius. I know. And until we, until the Academy starts saying no to this guy, of course, they've been leaving him off. Like he didn't get nominated for director last year. He didn't get nominated for screenplay here. I'm going to, I'm going to spoil alert here. He does not get nominated for director this year, which is good. I'm not surprised by that. Yeah. Yeah. So there's one slot left, but there's several possibilities. Now, this person looked like a, an awards favorite. The critics loved her performance, but then as the big award nominees were coming out, she was getting left off. She was getting left off of the SAG awards and everyone's like, oh my God, she's not going to get nominated. But she got nominated for Best Actress, Kristen Stewart in Spencer. Ah, okay. Did not see it, but that's uh, that's sort of an interesting pick, isn't it? Huh. Well, it is because the movie seemed to have had no steam in the last yeah. like, month. So seems to have disappeared. Yeah. So here are the big names that didn't get nominated. Somebody who's clearly been like nominated for every group and somehow didn't make it was Rachel Zegler in West Side Story. Okay. Interesting. She plays Maria. And so yeah. that's a surprise. There's no Lady Gaga for House of Gucci. And that people were talking about that, huh? It seemed to be a lock. But that clearly tells me no Jared Leto, no, that means the Academy saw this movie and they saw through it. They saw that it was a fun <laughs> movie that's not that great. They saw that it was a Ridley Scott movie. 
And uh, and again, I'm spoiler alert. There's no last duel anywhere on the academy, and there's been this weird movement of like, there's always those <laughs> outliers on Twitter that want to tell you some movie is right. amazing that you just didn't get. And that's what I've been seeing with The Last Duel. People want to believe – they're all mad because Ben Affleck got nominated for, for uh, <laughs> Worst Supporting Actor at the Razzies. And, and I he's think the best part of the movie. He is, but it just – I think that what the Razzies do, which is so great, is it kind of – it pulls out the hypocrisy. And yes. I think it beats up on the fact that Matt Damon and Ben Affleck went back to write a screenplay that was clearly like – they must have been inspired by Rashomon at some point in their lives. And then they read this <laughs> book and they wanted to go do this. And then they cast themselves in the movie – <laughs> and Ben Affleck's got this ridiculous, like, dyed blonde hair, and you're wondering yeah. the whole time, what, who did that kind of dying back then? Because it was clearly <laughs> designed. And so, and he's obnoxious, and yeah, he's the best part of that movie. And he certainly, I think it's the hairstyle more than anything that got the Razzie nomination. <laughs> well, no, but it's a really hammy, over the top, comedic performance that does not fit the movie at all. Thankfully, because the rest of the movie is a dreary slog. I like the battle at the end. The actual duel was pretty wild. Well, yeah, no, that, <laughs> but that's like you're two and a half hours into it and you get like seven minutes of a good fight scene. I mean, yeah. And, and how, and look, I'll like, spoil alert, but like, you know, I understood there was going to be a rape in the movie, but you have to rape her twice in a sense. Like, yeah. why do we need to see the rape scene two times? Well, and it would have been a much better movie if we if we didn't see the rape scene at all either time. Oh, and have to wonder if she was really raped? Yes. Yeah, there's a lot of choices you could have made in that movie from a screenplay to a direction standpoint that would have made the movie better, but you didn't get it. Yeah, exactly. And again, it's not a remake of Rashomon. It was based on a book, but it's told in a Rashomon style. And I keep thinking about that movie and how effective it is in telling its story from multiple perspectives in just 90 minutes. <laughs> yeah. And, and this movie did not need the multiple perspectives at all. It was pointless. No. And that's the whole thing is that if you're going to do that, you have to really um, feel like, oh, that's a great way to tell the story. Instead, it specifically left out details and then you yes. get them filled in as you go along. And it can, it's just, I didn't hate the movie, but it didn't was, like it. I hated the movie. I know you did. <laughs> All right, we're going to move on now. See, I first I was like, wow, this is going way too quick. And now I realized, oh, wait a minute. It's back where it always is. We're at an hour and 13 <laughs> minutes. Um, so we still have a few categories, three, three categories to be exact. Uh, best actor. Here we go. Um, okay. Couple of head scratch. I don't know who he would, I don't know who got left out. I really don't. But I don't think it was a very good year. Uh, but my favorite performance of the year is in there. And then I don't think he's going to win. I think this other performance I think is not that good is going to win. Anyways, Javier Bardem being the Ricardos. No, 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 no. No, he doesn't. First of all, he does not look like he does not. Look not like, at all. He, yeah. Desi Arnaz. He just didn't. He, but I actually thought, I mean, I saw the whole movie and I actually did think that his, he was, his character was interesting. Um, but best actor, I mean, again, what are people seeing that I'm not <laughs> seeing when they watch the movie? So that's a head scratcher. Benedict Cumberbatch, Power of the Dog, to me, the performance of the year. Yes, absolutely. For actor. Yeah. Um, he should really get the win. Maybe he will if it's a power of the dog type sweep, but I, but from what I'm hearing, I don't think so. Um, Andrew Garfield, tick, tick, boom. I mean, if it was a you stronger, 
if no, I didn't like Tick Tick Boom. I told you. No, you liked his performance. I did. I thought his performance was good, and it's weird when there's a good performance in the middle of a terrible movie. But at the same time, you you find him annoying. You're gonna really find him annoying in this movie. <laughs> oh man, it's an annoying movie. And again, I don't know who could sat through the movie and even like. Like, again, I think that there's only a pool of so many actors and actresses and they go, yeah, okay, Andrew Garfield's fine. That's a movie I saw, so. Yeah, I don't know who else should have been nominated. Uh, But the next one, again, it feels like for some reason there's always an actor or actress, whatever, that the Academy feels like it needs to reward. Right. I'm not sure why for their body of work, but for some reason, the odds-on favorite right now for best actor over Benedict Cumberbatch is Will Smith for King Richard. Yep. Yeah. Okay. I I saw that coming a mile away. I don't. I don't agree with it. Um, and then this one actually was a bit of a surprise. Of a lot of love for the performance in the movie, but it's just still a surprise. But of course, never count him out because he's like, he's always. Uh, uh, multi Oscar nominations as Denzel Washington, Tragedy of Macbeth. Okay. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. I love Denzel. Yeah. And he's good in it. It's just, it's weird. It's a short movie. And I don't know. Yeah. I, I don't know if his performance, like, it, it, it's, it's, you know, Macbeth in the title, but I don't know if it really almost doesn't feel like a lead performance at times. Oh, interesting. It focuses on her more. Eh, not even her. Again, it's a really pared down movie. You'll have to right. see it. I, I'm okay. sure you will. Uh, and then you'll, then you'll know what I'm talking about. But, uh, hey, I'm glad for him. Like I said, I don't really have too many dogs in this fight, except for the power yeah. of a dog. Because to me, nominate whoever you want. Benedict Cumberbatch is by far and away. Yeah. yeah, the best nomination in my opinion. So that's who I would pick, but I'm thinking that the Academy is going to go with Will Smith. If they don't, then they're going with Benedict Cumberbatch. Okay, now we're on to best director. Okay. There isn't really one little surprise, I think, but uh, Kenneth Branagh, Belfast. Saw that coming. Yep. Uh, that was expected. Ryusuke Hamaguchi. Drive my car. Drive my car. I got to see that. That's the one that I I always, I I had an outside, I've been hearing so much about Drive My Car. I said, you know what? This is the kind of film that the director's branch nominates. Yeah. And so that is a surprise. And that means it knocks someone out. Um, But I don't know. I haven't seen Drive My Car. I just think that when I see it, I'm going to be like, oh, that was amazing. Yeah. Uh, This one I think is only a surprise in that it didn't get a lot of Oscar love this year. Um, and I felt like he was the one that was going to get left out if they decided that they were going to be against this movie. But Paul Thomas Anderson, best director for Licorice Pizza. Interesting. Okay. That's, yeah. So it's got the script and the director. Yeah. Yeah. One of the few comedies that you could, it's like it's yeah. an actual comedy that got nominated for uh, you know big Oscar consideration. Uh, then here's your winner. I think that no matter who wins best picture, this is going to be the winner for best director jane campion the power of the dog yeah should be should be i actually and i think that sure the academy likes the history aspect that um they want to give her an award she's the only woman to be nominated twice for best director and it would be two consecutive years so the academy can pat themselves on the back and say now we don't have to nominate a woman for years (laughs) uh but 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 honestly I've seen All But Drive My Car, and it, 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 without question, the best directed film of the year is Power of the Dog. Give Jane so, Campion yeah, that did, golden boy. Give her the, give her the, 
the award. Yeah, but I'm I'm like if I had to bet a million dollars, I would bet that money on her winning. I don't think she's going to lose. Yeah, I agree. And but you know, you know, sometimes things get weird. I know, I know, but it's not. I mean, Belfast director, yeah, uh, licorice pizza. No, the only other person that could win, but I, it's just not going to happen. Uh, West Side Story, Steven Spielberg. Hmm. Um, and I actually agree. I, I, I do think that he did a fantastic job of directing that movie. Um, the person who didn't get nominated, and it's a little bit of a surprise, but this is where Drive My Car kind of knocked him out. No Denis Villeneuve for Dune. Yeah, it's sci-fi. They, they always, they're, yeah. He got, uh, he got a DGA nomination and Rai Usku, obviously, that's what happens is that uh, there's where you always see the differences because the DGA right. doesn't usually nominate non-DGA yes. people. Anyways, he didn't get nominated for Dune, but now we got our 10. They they did a whole- Oh, they uh, did 10, huh? They did a grading system now so that it could be 10. Uh, right. They did a rank choice thing where before it was like- if enough got votes, it could be 10, but it could be eight. You know what I mean? They decided oh, that we're going to go back okay. to 10 movies. But that means you're going to get some movies that you're going to be like, what? Uh, is, can, uh, I'm just going to guess one of them. You're going to get, okay. You're going to guess one of the 10 that gets yes. nominated. Okay. Guess. Spider-Man. Wrong. Oh, good. Okay. Yep. It did not okay. get nominated. Um, here's what did. <laughs> No surprise here. It was nominated through many categories. Possible best picture winner as well. If they feeling like they want a feel good movie, Belfast. It's good. I mean, people like it, right? Yep. So the next film, I wholeheartedly disagree. I would actually put Spider-Man up over this movie just because, I mean, the movie made like a billion dollars in a time where movies can't make five cents in the theaters. Right. That's got to count for something. So I would have voted for Spider-Man over Coda. Okay, Coda, huh? Wait, you, maybe you got to watch, please, as an experiment, I'm watch, this, watch I'm, this movie and you're going to be like, are you kidding me? I'm definitely going to watch it. I guarantee you there's no way you like this movie. I, 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 I yeah, I think you're right. I'm not going to like this movie, but I'm definitely watching it. Another nominee, I, you know, again, there are people who love it, by the way. I just thought it was fun. The whole family watched it on Christmas Eve. We had a good time, but I still think that it could have been much better is Don't Look Up. Again, uh, like I said earlier, I have very mixed feelings about it. I feel like I feel like about 50% of it is pretty great. Yeah, except for it's not consistent 50%. It's like kind of spread throughout. No, no. So I, I, that's exactly what I mean. Spread throughout, I would say 50% of it is pretty great. And a lot of it, a, a lot of it doesn't land. A lot of the jokes don't land. You know, the for me, the problem is that a lot of people want to work with Adam McKay. Um, when certain people sign on, it gets everybody else wanting to sign on. Too many A-list talent signed up for this movie. I think DiCaprio's performance is great. I think Meryl Streep's performance is terrible. Oh, dude, we're like the same person. <laughs> That's exactly what I thought, is that DiCaprio's fine, Jennifer Lawrence is fine, but Meryl Streep, it's just, she is a square peg in this round hole. Yeah. She just does not work for me. She, she just does not work in this movie. It, yeah. Instead, it's felt very stunt casting, and it's like, yeah. Ugh. However, the very, very end of the movie with Meryl Streep, that part is great. That part is great, yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, so anyways, don't look up. Now, 
this is a big surprise in the top 10. And maybe this is why it's good to have 10. It's gotten a lot of love. It's a movie I've got to see. Drive my car. Okay. Fantastic. Got nominated for Best yep. Picture. That's what's lately in the last few years. We're seeing a lot of international movies like Minari yeah. and uh, Roma and um, Cold War, like films that would not ever see the light of day in these categories. Yeah. So I am excited to see Drive My Car and I hope it's good. Didn't get nominated for Best Director, but it did in a lot of other categories. And I think it's deserved is Dune, Best Picture nomination. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's that's taking the Spider-Man slot. Not Dune isn't. No, but you know what is? Besides Coda, King Richard. <sighs> that w- I was going to guess that, but King it Richard. just seemed too obvious that cuz that movie is it's just Oscar bait. I guess I just can't believe it, it's like but you know the Blind Side was another one of these pandemic yeah. movies that got nominated. I think it's a movie that like the crowd like got to see it at screenings and thought, "Oh, it's great," but man, it laid there and died on TV. Wow. I just there was a lot I didn't like about it, but uh that and Coda for some reason they're, they they're supposed to be feel goods. I didn't really dig it, but it, even though it didn't get a love in a lot of categories. I really thought that it might have gotten best editing and it didn't. I, I thought outside shot, best actress, it didn't. But Licorice Pizza did get nominated for best okay. picture. Yep. Okay. Nice. Now you ready for another surprise uh-huh. that I don't I don't get because I think that again, anybody that thought this was super original and like pretty wild. Maybe they were surprised by it. Uh, I wasn't, especially the very end of the movie where I saw it coming so far, especially with the speech from Willem Dafoe early on. I'm like, oh, I know where this is headed. Nightmare Alley. What? Nightmare Alley got nominated. What? <laughs> yeah. For Best Picture. And it didn't get anything else except what? Cinematography, right? And set design. And set design. And Best Picture? Oh man, I it's I a really weird one. I yeah, I have uh, ultimately I'm not a fan of the movie. I knew you weren't because uh, I was texted at the beginning when you were like the same night I was starting it and then, of course I watched like the first like half hour and I was like, yeah. man, I think this is pretty great. I'm surprised. And then of course I watched the rest of the movie and I, I didn't hate I mean I I still give it a somewhat of a thumbs up, but I just was so disappointed in how it all resolved itself. It's a very disappointing movie. It really could have been something pretty great, and it ends up being something pretty mediocre. But I'm I'm curious about this black and white version of it. I think that might make it better. It's not going to make the script any better. No. The problems I have with the story are still going to be there. Uh, yeah. Now, my choice, I, I mean, Belfast could could win Best Picture. And that would that would be in line with the way the Academy works. But the yeah. power of the dog is the movie that should win Best Picture, I think. Yes. And then the last of the ten nominees is West Side Story. Again, okay. a lot of people haven't seen it. It's not going to win, but I thought it was a pretty great movie and deserved. So out of those ten movies, I have not seen Drive My Car, so I'm going to give that to the benefit of the doubt. I have not seen Belfast. I got to give that the benefit of the doubt. But out of the other nominees, I would say Dune was okay to put in there, Licorice Pizza, Power of the Dog, and West Side Story. No Nightmare yeah. Alley, no King Richard, and no Coda, no Dune. I'm shocked up. by Nightmare Alley because it 
really didn't get the other nominations, none of the acting. I also thought Bradley Cooper was horribly miscast in that movie. He's a little old for that role. Um, yeah. But uh, but I liked him, but I mean, I don't think he should have got... I, 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 again, those same Twitter people that love The Last Duel are, will are also like... I, I saw a few of these tweets were like, Bradley Cooper in Nightmare Alley is a revelation. And I'm like, you've seen no movies, have you? <laughs> Ever. It was supposed to be DiCaprio, and that, that would have been uh, fantastic. It w- He would have been much better. Um, yeah. Not that Bradley Cooper was bad. It's just he, you don't really, you know, I don't know, whatever. <laughs> you know, yeah. Nightmare Alley. But uh, yeah, so- that's that's your that's your nominees. Wow. Okay. Well, I gotta say, overall, pretty weak year. Yeah, and it's not like it's not a year where I can be like, oh my god, there's so many great movies that didn't get nominated over this crap. It's just right. here's some mediocre movies, and oh, Power of the Dog. And, that's the good movie to see. That's that's the one good one in there, and uh, the, uh, I'm I'm giving Drive My Car a pass on because I haven't seen it yet, but. I do feel like it's the kind of movie you and I are going to love. Yeah, I think I'm, I expect to love it. But uh, out of all of those, just a bunch of mediocre movies. But I guess maybe in a weak, mediocre year, maybe King Richard is, is actually one of the best movies of that year. Well, I think people are looking, you know, in the pandemic two years, people are looking for anything uplifting. So, you know, the message of well, King Richard is- Well, then go see Jackass. <laughs> I do want to see that, by the way. Um, I just am not going to go and pay. I'm not going to drive an hour and pay money to see it. I would pay to right. see it if it was in my local theater. But uh, I'll see it at home, and I'll have a few chuckles out of that. Yeah, me too. Um, but yeah, Belfast and Drive My Car are the two movies that I will see before the Oscars on March 26th. Um, March 26th. Okay. I believe that's today. Are we going to do an after the Oscars show? Yeah, so I'm glad you brought that up. So, uh, you know, again, this program in one version or another has been on for over three years. And, uh, you know, I mean, you, you had a lot of different life circumstances that kind of had to take you away from the show and took you away from the area you were. Not that we were together b- before, but it's been tricky for you to just kind of my life has been disrupted. Yeah. And so it's not like something where you could, it was hard to get you, <laughs> get you on the mic <laughs> when we were doing the show before, but like, yeah. it's not like, oh, every week you could commit and be able to watch a bunch of things. And it that's unless that changes um, anytime soon, you know, that's not going to happen. Um, and I thought, well, I want to continue doing the show and, you know, maybe I'll bring in some other guests and maybe I'll do some by myself. And I, you know, discovered that that's kind of a chore. I mean, I like bringing other guests, but I also, that can be hard work to try to find people. And, and you don't know how they're going to be on the mic and they might be... Yeah, I mean, Shannon, This I don't think you've heard the show, but I, I enjoy my conversations with Shannon. Um, she's a lot of fun, but she doesn't reach out to me to be like, let's be on the show. So I don't know right. how often she really wants to be on the show. It kind of, I, I've been getting busy with other things. And so while I thought, ah, I'm definitely going to do this show every week, it's kind of like, uh, I want to say I'm teetering on not doing it anymore, but probably, you know, you listeners out there, I still have all the stuff and I have uh, <laughs> I have the subscription to the services till like, you know, the fall. So I think you'll occasionally get something from us, but it's not going to be with routine. Um, I think we should come back, you and I, if you're going to be available to. I'll definitely do the 
post-Oscar show. Yeah, that's always fun. So so we're committed to that, um, and that will be in another month. And, you know, like I said, maybe something will happen where I'm like, oh, I want to talk about something that happened the next few weeks, and I get on the mic. But otherwise, uh, it may just be sporadic movie Morlocks from now on, uh, unless something happens where, like, the theater opens up near me and... Teal, you might be like, you know what? I got my stuff set up and I'm now going to see some things. And I think I could, uh, you know, we could do it again. Maybe I'll switch back from Warlock to the stuff we've seen again. <laughs> I have that power. It's not that, that hard. It, well, I, I'm not ruling out that possibility either. So, yeah, I don't want you to rule it out. Like, I mean, to I'm, me, I'm definitely, no, I, I, uh, it, it's an attractive proposition. I, it's, uh, you know, I've always had a lot of fun doing the show and, uh, enjoy talking about movies with you so it's uh it's absolutely a possibility yeah i mean i i i had to do it uh, like uh, it, it wasn't stuff i've seen it was stuff we've seen so like <laughs> i felt like we should change the identity of the show I, I came up with movie morlock because i really felt like it was it was hard i didn't want to put more pressure on you with all the stuff that you had going on to be like now i gotta try to things set up to try to, to watch stuff. And, you know, you've had things where you, you literally, that's why you sound a little bit more echoey. You had to have new floors put in and those were delayed because of all the shortages. And, yeah, you know, until you get yourself set up, you really weren't in a condition to talk on the mic the way you used to. I mean, these are stupid things, but like they're real no, things. They, they make a difference. Yeah. I mean, I'm sitting in a room right now with bookshelves in pieces, bunch of cardboard boxes. I have not moved in. I don't know where my podcast gear is. Exactly. See, right. You don't even have that stuff. So it's like, like at some point, I'm not going to go every week. Teal, did you get your stuff? Like you won't right. you get your stuff. You have everything, all the things that you feel necessary that you could start diving in and watching things with, with vigor again, then we could do stuff we've seen again. Um, yes. and, and so I'm not promising that to anybody out there, but I saying it's a possibility <laughs> that could it happen. It is a possibility. Yes. It could happen. I mean, even now, like Bill, Bill was really, he was really available a bunch of times last year and that was helpful, but his life this year got very chaotic. He's a teacher. He has like a bunch of kids. He has a, a kind of a, a sick father-in-law, um, that he helps take care of and like the first year of the pandemic, he's also the sports director at his school. They had no sports. Right. But this year that started up again. So like, I mean, this guy's 24 seven busy and he doesn't get a break. And so as much as he would like love to, to fill in once in a while, he just does, has no bandwidth. Um, yeah. and, and my bandwidth has changed and you too, you're, you're, you're doing some teaching again. Yeah. Um, and so that kind of affects your schedule. So. So I don't know why we're telling you all this, people, if you've listened this far. If you've listened this far, Jim is taking a break. Maybe, yeah. I mean, again, we'll go, why we've kind of committing to do a post-Oscar show. So we'll do that and we'll see what else happens. But you're, you're taking, you're not, you're not going to be on next week. I don't think so. Like, again, anybody out there, reach out to me, moviemorlock at gmail.com or on Instagram, whatever you want. If you want to come on the show and talk about something, I'm always up for it. Uh, I've been watching these Douglas Sirk movies on Criterion. That's kind of interesting. Um, I always want to talk about movies, but I just need people to talk to about yeah. it if we want to continue the show, because just me getting on the mic by myself is probably not going to happen again. <laughs> you did a few like that? I did. And again, I just didn't like, I mean, it's weird. I just, it's not as much fun. Yeah. No, it's way, well, the most fun is you. And then, then also bill, like, you, you know, you guys are my buddies. Yeah. So like 
to talk to you guys, that's the most fun. And then again, Shannon is great too, but I also am like, like, I don't, you know, we're not, we're not buddies and I don't, I don't like to impose like, do you want to come on the show? I'm sure she would. Um, yeah. But if she reaches out to me and says, oh, let's talk, then I'm fine. But I, I just feel like she's, uh, we, we had a battle over licorice pizza that we had different opinions on. So I don't know if she's ready, <laughs> don't know if she's ready to get back on, but uh, because I'm some monster who like licorice pizza, but <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. But, uh, but anyways, uh, so anyways, that's the end of the show. Uh, go watch all these Oscar nominated movies. Um, if you're curious about the terrible being the Ricardos, you can watch that too. Um, or King Richard, if they put that, I'm sure that now that they've got these nominations, right? HBO has got to get the King Richard yes. and, uh, yeah dune back for people to watch and dune and maybe see. belfast i i, I want to see belfast that i do want to see um again if the olympics are kind of messing me up like i i, I w don't have time to watch things because i'm my, at night my wife wants to watch the olympics so yep same here yep so you know once the olympics are over i'll dive into some of these movies anyways people uh that's great so i'm gonna stop <laughs> stop now because we're just thanks for listening yeah goodbye all right bye people